Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. And Simon Peter then said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was going to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, so also ought to, so you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and I will glorify him at once. Little children, I am only with you a little longer. You will look for me, as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. So it has been my observation since July. I have been here and worshiping with you and beside you, that if there was one word I could describe this community to people who do not know you, is that we are givers. And this is not just kind of like the like, oh, I've got something extra in the back, I guess I'll give it. Well, I guess we'll make sure that we get some extra stuff in the flea market. No, this is something different here. This is this salt-of-the-earth kind of giving type of giving that is the fabric of this world. It's the type that we wonder why it's not done more. We do that here. The get the cup of sugar for your neighbor. 
type of giving. They get the sugar for your neighbor at one o'clock in the morning kind of giving. Without judgment, with why does your neighbor need a cup of sugar at one o'clock in the morning type of giving. And this is a quiet kind of giving. It's an unassuming kind of giving. It's not the one you can put on a billboard. It's not the one that you can put all over the place to show how good you are. No, it is simple and kind. But it's how the world should be. We are givers in this community. But that, of course, has its own cost. Burnout, turns out, is a real thing. And so much of our identity can be wrapped up in giving and being the salt of the earth people in this world that anything else that we might need to do feels like something wrong otherwise. We identify ourselves as good givers. The second that we're not good givers, we must be doing something wrong. And I think it's kind, for instance, when folks have said to me in the time that I've been with y'all that they're concerned about calling me when they need something. That's nice. I appreciate that you don't want to interrupt me with what I'm doing, but that's your job. And my job is to be there. That kind of thoughtful action can also reveal the shadow side of a giving nature. We don't necessarily really want someone else to give to us. Well, I appreciate that you would be willing to do that, but, you know, it's not worth the time. You don't have to do that. And I can struggle with this too. I can think of people in this congregation since I've been here that have offered to do something for me or have offered to take care of my kids and I do a gentle, no, it's all right. I've I've got it taken care of, but thank you for the offer anyway. I appreciate it. We are givers in this community. Sometimes I can only go one direction. In that way, I think, and not always, because Peter can be kind of a doofus sometimes, but in that way, I think Simon Peter would find a good home here, right? In the middle of this story, Jesus is becoming a servant. He's moving to wash the disciples' feet, and Peter's like, listen, no, 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 Jesus. You will not wash my feet. Jesus, it is my job to give to you. I am your disciple. You will not wash my feet, Jesus. Jesus, you'll never give so much of yourself to me. Jesus, you won't give me this gift that you are giving other people. Jesus, no, you will not wash my feet. Peter's a giver, 
I don't think you cannot be someone who gives if you are a disciple of Jesus Christ in the Gospels. But no, Jesus, you will not wash my feet. But to deny that gift was to deny Jesus, or try to, if we're honest, to try to deny Jesus in one of his most honest, transparent, and vulnerable moments throughout all of Scripture. That he tore off his outer robe, he put on a towel, he kneeled in front of the disciples and did the work that only the lowliest of the household would ever consider doing. The Savior of the world was going to wash Peter's feet. And Peter said, no. We are givers in this community. We are at times Peter in the hands of a loving Jesus. And yet still want to say no. And for what? What identity has to be wrapped in when you are not willing to have your feet washed by the Savior of the world? What kind of ego might there still be lying around when you say, Jesus, you will not wash my feet. Fully God, fully human one, you will not take care of me as the lowly servant by choice. No. Friends, the biggest privilege of our lives, the gift of this walk is at times to give up our very selves, our very beings, our very identities, the very things that we like to hold on to say, this is who I am, to receive. Not to give, but to receive. One of the greatest gifts is to be washed clean by Jesus. Something that we remind ourselves week after week as that simple water is poured into that simple basin. To be fed by Jesus at this table. To be loved as John says in this text, until the very last. The very last. To recognize that we are not so strong or so good or so giving or so ready to be at the beck and call to always pour out but also to be filled as well. Do you remember two weeks ago? Wasn't that long ago, if you were here? And Lisa Ho was here at this pulpit, and she was talking about Jesus, and that the the woman Mary broke open the expensive perfume and laid it at Jesus' feet, and Judas was like, you know, we could have done a lot with that money. And Jesus is like, you only have me for so long. 
Even Jesus Christ, fully God, fully human, willing to wash the feet of those who wanted to give and give and give, also apparently knew how to receive. To see others in their gifts of giving and to receive them with love. We are givers in this community. Maybe on occasion we should also receive. Maybe as often as we can we should receive. We have a lot to learn from Peter at a lot of times, but this is one time where I don't know if I want to be like Peter. I want to receive. I want you to receive. Because, friends, it's not just receiving to receive, but instead it is the holy cycle that defines life in its best and in its fullest. We are giving to receive, and we are receiving to give. Everything that you are can be shared with one another so that you too, everything that you are, can be shared with the people around you. You are at the same time the one who can kneel to wash the feet, and you are also the one who deserves your feet washed by someone else. We are givers in this community, but we can be receivers as well. And so, friends, on this Monday, Thursday, as we walk through this Holy Week, Receive. Be reconciled to receive. Our Savior, who is marching to his death, still wants to kneel and wash your feet. Still wants to share at the table with you. So receive. And receive freely, without guilt. There is abundance here. There is enough here, and you are enough to receive these gifts. So take them with open hand. Fill your cup to the brim and drink deeply. Feel the water wash away the places where you are too afraid to let others look. Because heaven knows, y'all, we don't like to talk about feet. After a time of reflection, Rex and Greg and I will be in the back. And we will gladly wash your feet Or, if that is a little uncomfortable for you, we will gladly wash your hands. Maybe if you want to double dip, you could do that. And if that is not comfortable for you, you can stay here and reflect. And then we will share this table together. We will celebrate one last time before we turn our faces 
to tomorrow and to the cross. Brothers and sisters, receive. Receive these holy gifts. And know that until the very last, Jesus Christ loves you. Thanks be to God.